If you are digging back through the Photo Business Help Catalog, which you must be if you're hearing this message right now, keep in mind that technology changes and our offerings change. So any links that you might hear me mention during this episode you're about to hear may not work anymore. Make sure you head to photobizhelp.com forward slash links for all of our current links and offers. That's photobizhelp.com forward slash links and ignore the things that you hear in this episode today because they might be outdated. Everything you need is at photobizhelp.com forward slash links. Are you a fan of Wayne's World, daily meditation, and red wine? I love all of those things, but that's not what this podcast is about. I believe time is valuable and how we spend it matters. That's why I've aggregated a decade of experience running my business and my passion for personal growth into short 10-minute episodes. This is Photo Business Help. Join me, Natalie Jennings, twice a week for lessons on everything I've learned on my journey from high school teacher to full-time photographer and business coach. I'll dive into marketing, meditation, and content creation, photography basics and organization, and the power of a healthy mind, body, and spirit connection. If you want to grow in business and live a better life, join our community of motivated, open-minded creatives. Let's do the podcast now. Is that good? Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Photo Business Help Podcast. My name is Natalie Jennings, and today is another live coaching call. If you've been paying attention on Instagram at Photo Biz Help, I, this is the second time I've done this, and I'll just do a call out for folks that want to workshop something on the show. Uh, it helps me, you know, dig into topics that you need help with, and hopefully it helps some of you listening um, dig into stuff that you want to learn about. So today we have Amanda, and she is bringing some awesome topics that I think are going to be really helpful when it comes to starting out shooting um, with either new gear or just getting to learn your gear in, in a portrait situation. So I'm going to let Amanda introduce herself and maybe tell me a little bit about how long you've been in business, what type of photography you do, and then what gear you're shooting with. So I have um, been practicing, I guess you could say, for the past couple years, but I've really only taken it seriously and trying to really start a business um, the past uh, year six months really taking it seriously. I got my first real big girl camera um, with my taxes last year. (laughs) So um, I'm shooting with a Sony a7 III and typically I'm using my 28 millimeter and I'm loving it, but I started with a Nikon. So I'm really going through a huge learning curve right now. It's been a struggle. I've been regretting getting a Sony at some times, but um, I'm really starting to love it now. I'm finally starting to charge for my sessions, which feels really good, but I'm starting small. The majority of what I'm doing is more family lifestyle, um, practicing on my my husband and my son most of the time. That's great. That's really great. And and the A7 III is a mirrorless, is that right? Yes. There's a big difference between a standard DSLR body and a mirrorless. Not to mention, I mean, just, just the viewfinder is totally different. So you're not looking through a native viewfinder at, at the actual things you're seeing, but you're seeing everything sort of digitized. Yep. And is it a crop sensor on that camera? Do you know? It's a full frame. 
it's a full frame. So that, that does help a little bit because a lot of the mirrorless when they first came out were crop sensors. So folks were going back from this full frame situation to a, a cropped and kind of getting all confused. But um, there are there are some benefits. And I think the general photography gearhead community would say that it's shifting in that direction. Yeah. Um, however, there are still going to be advantages to both. So it's really cool that you're trying that out. Mm-hmm. Let's dig into what you uh, you and I were chatting about a little bit, because I think these are really great points to touch on. And um, the first thing you mentioned was when you're out uh, hanging out, doing family sessions, that you're noticing, um, you're practicing getting to know your lens shooting pretty wide open. And you're noticing that folks are out of focus. Someone yep. in the frame is a little blurry or a little out of focus. Is that yep. that's right? You want to talk a little bit more about what's going on there? So I'm just, I'm trying to practice because I love that really buttery, blurry background. I love it. And I'm, I'm trying to get that as much as possible. But when I'm doing, you know, a, a lot of the families I'm doing are between three people and five people. And I felt terrible, but I did my manager's family and I loved how the pictures turned out, but her poor husband always looked hazy. <laughs> and I, I felt so bad because she loved the pictures, but she's like, is there any way we can make his face a little more crisp? And I'm like, I can try, but I I don't know what else I can do. So yeah, it just seems like every, every one person's always just a little out of focus or hazy or something. Yeah, that makes sense. And that happens to everyone. I'm sure, especially prime shooters, um, for sure, for sure. And uh, if you're, if you're, going for the big buttery bokeh that everyone loves, which I love too. practicing getting to know your lens wide open is, is important. You know, it's, it's really, really useful. And um, one thing that I would say, and it's a super simple fix is, is shooting a little less wide open when you're doing portraits. So one thing that I do, for example, when I'm doing weddings and I'm doing the family formals and there might be like two or three rows of people, Mm-hmm. I go from, you know, typically I'll use my my 50 millimeter, which is a 1.2, and okay. I'll crank it to about 2.5 to 3. Okay. Sometimes 3.5, um, just to get those, to get every row in focus. Mm-hmm. And playing around with it is why it's important, because sometimes you're shooting with a 28 2.0, and 2.0, you know, that can be, fair. I mean, compared to a 1.2, that can be fairly sharp. When I'm shooting my 50, just sort of candidly, I, I'm usually up at, at 1.8 to 2.0. So I don't think you're doing anything wrong by by practicing with that setting and wanting to achieve the the creamy bokeh. But I um I just try stopping it up just a bit. Okay. And um see or down, you know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and uh just seeing how how that turns out because really when it comes comes down to it, it it that's what's happening. It's your it's your aperture. If you're doing the sort of thing where you still want to achieve that beautiful background, you may want to also shoot a longer lens. So you have a okay. 28, you may want to try renting like an 85 or I love the the 135 that Canon has, but I'm not sure what's available to you shooting the Sony. I don't, I haven't shot Sony yet, um, sure. but I know there's a lot of stuff coming out. So shooting something a little bit longer, like north of the, the 50 millimeter. Yep might really help you because then you can step away, but you can still get that, that beautiful, you're far, the, far enough away from the background where sure. you can get like a really nice, beautiful portrait and okay. it's zooming in close enough to your, 
your subject where if you went really far away with a 28, everyone's going to look teeny tiny. So sure. Okay. Um, and you're going to have this great big wide image. So I would say, try, try shooting at like 2.5 you know, like kind of right. play, bring it up little by little okay. um, when, when you're doing those portrait sessions. Sure. And, and then experiment with the longer lens and see how you like that. Okay. Cool. cool. All right. And the other thing, which is related to this, that you were interested in talking about was overexposure. Yep. Do you want to tell me a little bit of, oh, kitty in the background. <laughs> she's, trying, <laughs> she's trying to escape the room right Aww, now. But... <laughs> that's cute. That's cute. I love seeing, I love seeing pets on the podcast. <laughs> right. Although everyone else is not going to see that. But. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So overexposure when you're shooting and yep. um, tell me a little bit about like the, the time of day and, and what was going on with, with this sure. recent session we went over. So this was um, for another coworker and she really wanted water in the background. And I was kind of trying to um, work with her and her son because he's eight months old. So I'm like, whatever time is going to work with his naps. I don't want to mess with that. So um, she, we met up about two o'clock in White Bear Lake and we, she wanted this picture on this bridge with water and it was really pretty stonework. Um, and so I had them, I had the sun behind them because obviously if it was facing them, their faces were going to be so overexposed. And, and, and to drop in a note here, mm -hmm. it's, uh, it's summer right now. So this right. would have been 2 PM in the summer, not, not the fall or early spring. So that's right. going to be good. That'll make a difference. Exactly. And so, um, so the pictures of them facing away from the sun, I think are salvageable, but but it's like, you know, a side, a certain like part of the side of the face of her husband and herself and her arm um, was very, very bright. And um, but it was very important to her to have the water in the background. So I really wanted to try and make it happen. But um, they're just it's so bright and I don't want to lose any of the detail from all that sunshine. But but it also kind of was overdone a little bit as well. So. Totally, totally. And I think you brought up two great points here that I that will address one is the actual shooting sort of logistics part of that. And the other is is kind of client relational stuff, which mm -hmm. can be tricky sometimes when there's when there's places that are important to people and yep. nap schedules and yeah. all this stuff that you have to do. But we'll start with um we'll start with the overexposure. So, you know, all of us overexposed. Like it's a thing that happens. And sometimes you've just been indoors and you go outdoors and you get a great shot and you forget right. that whatever, but sometimes it's just really bright and you're exposing properly, but there's a lot of highlights because maybe right. there's, you know, if you're shooting over water, there's a lot of those crazy mm -hmm. water reflections that are just bright, 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 even if your subject is properly properly exposed. So mm -hmm. I, uh, in post-production, I, the very first fix, and you may have gotten some feedback on this in the group, but, um, the very first fix is to pull your highlights down. Sure. That's going to really, you'll notice even like with white wedding dresses or clouds, when you pull those highlights, all of that detail starts to really pop out. Like yeah. you can kind of, depending on how, <laughs> how overexposed you went with it, but that's, right. that would be the first fix to salvage it. If that's messing with the rest of the, the tone of the photo, you can always take a brush either in Lightroom or Photoshop, that is a highlight, you know, like where you can adjust just the highlights and go over, it's going to take a little bit longer, but right. go over those really overexposed places okay. with just that brush so that you're not messing with like the places that aren't overexposed. Because if you pull highlights too much on something that's properly exposed, it's going to look weird. So right, exactly. 
Okay. So that, that should be a good first fix. Um, I put together, there's a previous uh, episode of the podcast about shooting in the, in the middle of the day. And mm-hmm. you were in a tricky situation because this location was important to her, you said. Right, right. But there are things that you can do in what, like, I think I called it noon sunlight tips or something. I'll go mm-hmm. back and yep. insert whatever it is into this conversation and <laughs> see which episode it was. Episode number 25 is a photo focus episode, five easy fixes for shooting in bright sunlight. That's five easy fixes for shooting in bright sunlight. Episode number 25. Check that episode out. So that episode is really helpful for, um, you know, shooting in the midday sunlight if you have a bit more uh, authority over where right. specifically you're going. And that can be really tricky. So the second part, it's really important to honor what clients find important as much as possible. And you were in a tricky situation there. But in the future, I would I would really just be very open about certain generally for me between 11 a.m. and 3 p.m. I just tell people straight up if it's not an overcast day. Mm-hmm. we're going to be limited with where we can shoot for right. a wonderful photo. Right. And and just letting them know that and saying, hey, I'm willing to work with you early in the morning if I can or yep. close to sunset. Um, so that might be something just to let just, you know, it comes down to communication and education, I right. think, a lot of times with clients because we can't, you know, like pull a magical, you know, lighting scenario <laughs> out yep. of the sky. So Exactly. And I'm still, like I said, I'm still starting out. So I'm still learning, like, what are the best times? I do a lot of sunset things, but, you know, so far. But I mean, I'm still kind of figuring all of that out. And with my kiddo, I'm limited to what I'm able to do as well. (laughs) That's right. That's right. And that's a great point. And I, you know, again, sometimes it is what it is. And that's why I put together that that other episode about shooting in bright light, because for wedding photographers and other folks that don't have control over what the weather's doing when they're shooting, it's Mm -hmm. it's helpful to have some of those tricks to to lean on. But um, I've started one thing that uh, I started doing a few years ago with engagement sessions and I've I'm doing more branding sessions now but um it's just doing like a, a sunrise option mm-hmm. <laughs> and just throwing stuff at the cat I love it <laughs> Canada over there <laughs> I can't hear but maybe um so I, I was doing a lot of um sunrise sessions which is okay early for people, but a lot of folks with kiddos and mm-hmm. whatever are like, Hey, yeah, like my partner's still home. I can, I can jump out for right. 90 minutes and, right. you know, whatever, or, or offer like a, a half session if you only yep. have time to shoot for 20 or 30 minutes, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but that's one of the benefits of that is no one is out because everyone's going to work. And if it's the weekend, no one's awake except mm-hmm. for like the runners. Right. And, um, and you kind of get your run of the city. So that's a, that's a nice time to sort of experiment with yeah, I haven't, I haven't experienced or or played around with the morning time really at all. So maybe that would be kind of fun to to I, this weekend even try with my son. So yeah, that would yeah. be cool. Yeah, totally. Well, and share some stuff in the group because mm-hmm. that's for always sure. super helpful for people. And the group yep. I'm talking about is our Facebook, our private Facebook community for listeners of the podcast, Photo Business Help. So if you're on Facebook, even if you're not on it much, you can just mm-hmm. check in with the group. It's at yep. Photo Business Help. And uh, 
that's where we are. Yep. So, well, thank you so much for, you know, jumping in on Instagram and yeah. replying to the contest. And then also, I think this stuff is going to be super useful for people. Can you um, let people know a little bit about where to find you, best yeah. places? Yeah. So uh, my um, business, when it is officially running, will be um, Amanda Jean Photography. And I am a Jean photo.com. Nice. Nice and uh, short. Yes. Yeah. That's a whole another episode, but right. That's, right. That's good. Yep. <laughs> um, and yeah, I have a Facebook page, um, a, yeah, a gene photo. I just changed it. I'm sorry. A gene dot photo, um, on Facebook, Instagram. And then I did set up a Pinterest, but honestly, I don't do much with that right now. So cool. So yep. a gene dot photo and that's J E A N. Yep. J-E-A-N. Yep. Cool. Cool. So, yeah. Aging.photo. Instagram's a great place for photographers. To hang yeah. On, so. Yep. I'm, I'm still a little unfamiliar with that, but I'm figuring it out. So. It's all like, I mean, it's just step-by-step. Step. I always yep. tell my, my coaching students that it's a, it's a lot like growing your hair out or gaining mm -hmm. or losing weight or whatever it is. It's like incremental and, and it feels overwhelming, but just taking those small steps, like yep. in a week, you'll notice probably not much, but in a month you'll notice that something's changed and yep. obviously in a year you'll you'll be like whoa I did that so yep, yeah sure. good for you that's awesome well thank you again and yeah. um that's it for today I guess <laughs> thank you I appreciate it <laughs> sure I'll talk to you soon all right bye thank you for tuning in everyone again if you are interested in joining us in the Facebook group it's Photo Business Help with Natalie Jennings on Facebook. Just search for that and you can join all of our listeners. Remember in everything that you want to achieve, consistency is key. Love and light until next time. Peace.